to page 1,436. 1,436. We're going to be reading out of Jonah, who we're going to be dealing with for the next couple of weeks, in our Bible stories. Jonah, we're going to be reading Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port, and after paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid and cried out to his own God. They threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. And they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, Tell us, who is responsible for making this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew. I worship the Lord God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them, and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them so. Well, the sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, What should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Bible stories, life lessons. Today we're talking about Jonah. We're going to do kind of an overview of Jonah. And then the next two weeks, we're going to get into a little bit of detail. But this series, as you, if you think about it, you know, and, and we're going to go through some of the... Those of us that grew up in church are going to look at some of these as some of the simpler Bible stories. But there's a couple reasons that we're going to go into these things, and they are this. One is to reveal and revisit these Bible stories. Quite honestly, when we get a chance to look at these and understand these and walk through these, they're going to have a little bit of a different meaning than when you were 10. When we're 10 years old, we're like, the flannel graph's great, that kind of stuff is wonderful. But you know what? We've lived life. We've been involved with a lot of things. We've had a lot of experience. And you know what? Jonah just might look a little different through the older lenses that we have than we did when we were younger. We're also going to do this because there's an understanding of the spiritual battles of yesterday are the same as what we deal with today. The spiritual battles of yesterday are the same as today. 
what Adam and Eve dealt with in the garden are the same things that we get attacked with today. The serpent said, did God really say that you would surely die? Right? Have you ever had the thought come through your mind today that's like, did God really or am I really? Those things come into question. Same tactics that the enemy used then, he uses today. Next is just to simply gain a new or a clearer perspective of the biblical truths for our lives. So we're going to take some time. We're going to walk through these stories. I guarantee you're going to learn something new. I also believe that you're going to find yourself somewhere in each one of these stories. You may not want to come back. But that's the point, that we see us and where we are in our spiritual position, in our spiritual maturity, and to see where does God want to take us. So, Jonah... I had an interesting perspective of Jonah as I was working on this. And I thought for myself, how would I handle this gentleman if this was my child acting this way? Okay? Let's take a look at this. Before we get into it, though, I want to give you a sermon in a sentence. God's design is for you to reach others. God's design is for you to reach others. Now, let's talk a little bit about Jonah. So Jonah gets a call from the Lord to go share a message, not an easy one, but to go share a message with Nineveh. And he's like, thanks, but no thanks. I'm buying my ticket, and I'm going the opposite direction. So a storm comes, almost kills everybody on the ship, and he gets thrown overboard. Swallowed by fish, he repents, was thrown up on dry land, and he finally goes to Nineveh. He gave the message to the Lord. I wouldn't say full of vim and vigor, and that he was really excited about all this, but he gave this message to the, to the people of Nineveh. And guess what? They repented. Similar to what he did in the fish. God gave him a second chance, but Jonah decides to go up on a hill and watch to see if God's going to destroy the city because that's what he wanted. So then, as he's up on this hill, God allows this plant to grow to shade him from the sun that was beating down on him. And Jonah's thankful. God sends a worm, eats the vine, it dies. Jonah gets mad and wants to die. Basically, that's the end of the story. So, if I look at Jonah from a perspective of this was my child, I see a disobedient, childish, vengeful, pouty, oh, woe was me, angry kid. Right? Don't forget your sermon in a sentence. God's design is to use you to reach others. So oftentimes, as 
church goes and as Christians go, we look at people who we think have it all together, those who are holy, those who are righteous, those who know the Bible, those who have compassion on other people, those who are gracious, those who are kind, those who are self-controlled, those who are good. And we go, that is the person that God wants to use. Right? Because the better you are, the more God can use you. We just described a person who is disobedient, who is childish, who is vengeful, who pouts, who is angry, is angry at God, and God still says, you're the one that I want you to go preach to 120,000 people because I love them. Part of the point is, it doesn't matter what type of person you might be. God is beyond using God can use anyone beyond what they think that they can be used. Even if you turn and run and run to someplace else, God in His care and in His love chases after you to use you, to bring you back. Because you know what? He loves these people just as much as He loves you. It's interesting to think that in all of Jonah's faults, God was bent on using him. Bent on it. I find that so interesting to, to, to look at and go, you know, it's, it's not all about being in, in being this perfect, in perfect condition to be used. One time, Jonah got so upset, He's like, I knew it. I knew it. Which I love because what that says is that Jonah knew God. Right? I knew that you would be gracious. I knew that you would be merciful. I would not want to go tell these people because there was a chance that they might just repent. Because you are just like that, God. And God's like, exactly. Why do you think I brought you up out of the belly of the whale? Because I am gracious. I'm compassionate. I have created mankind. I love them. And it doesn't matter how you're acting or how you're reacting, Jonah. I'm going to use you. And that says a lot about who God is. And I've, I've said this before, and, th and this kind of comes even clearer into picture now. But God trusts us more than we trust us. And Jonah didn't have to have it all together for a city to be turned. Have you thought that maybe he could use you to change Bel Air? Ian, you have lost your ever-loving mind. <laughs> I know a thousand other people, Ian, that would be better for that task. It's not about what we think. It's how does God see it? God saw Jonah as the one to give the message to the Ninevites. Again, we, looked at his, we look at his character and we're like, <laughs> you know, God in all respect, maybe you missed it on this one. Because he's not the next Billy Graham. Or he doesn't have this character. 
But God's still like, you know what? You don't see what I see. And that's what part when we talk about our portraits and how God sees us, that's the important thing is that God sees very differently than we do. And God took someone who we would cast aside because of his perceived character qualities and God changed a city. What if it's you? What if it's you? I think it's an amazing thing to watch and see and understand that in the, in the view of someone with such character, that God is so set on saving a city and restoring an individual heart. With God, He plays to, for a win-win. It's a both and with God. And to do that, you don't have to run to Tarshish. You don't. Many of us have made that trip and taken and bought that ticket, right? I had a season pass. But there comes a point in time to understand that you don't have to do that. You can surrender. And part of that surrender is to seek and understand God's heart for the other. How does God see them? Because He loves them dearly. God's design for us is to reach others. And with all of those frustrations that Jonah had, God would look past them. And He will bring them to light for us to prepare and be prepared to be a part of His work for others. Jonah is an interesting, interesting individual. I love it when he goes, I knew it, I knew it, I knew, God, that you love them and that you are compassionate and that you are gracious. And if I opened my mouth, then there would be a chance for someone to repent. How powerful is that? That if I speak on the Lord's behalf, that someone has an opportunity to have their eternity changed. If I have an opportunity to speak for Him. It's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing. To be positioned, to be used for others to meet the one that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt is merciful and He is compassionate and He is loving. And as frustrated as Jonah may sound about that, that is exactly what our world needs today. They need a God that is loving and is compassionate and is gracious and is willing to forgive. We know Him. Let's be used to tell others about Him. There are times when we have to set ourselves aside and be all of what God created us to be for that other person to see how much God loves them. 
In the next couple of weeks, we're going to go continue to work through a little bit in Jonah. Um, next week, we're going to talk about the impact of obedience. And the following week, we're going to talk about having a heart check. Jonah. There are only four chapters in Jonah. Only four. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little homework. Read them. Read them. And as you read them, you're going to see things that you hadn't seen in quite some time. You may see some new things. But read them. Jonah. Four chapters. You can handle it. I'm sure you can handle it. God wants to use us to reach others. Even if we're in a bad place, God can use us. My condition does not stop the Almighty. And when we watch Him move and flow through us, oftentimes it'll change our condition. So let God flow through you. You may be in the middle of a horrible, bad day. Things are going bad and you are just as pouty as the day is long. And God's like, I want you to speak. You know what? Speak. Just speak. At that point, it's about being obedient. At that point, it's about being obedient. Just speak. Father, Lord God, we thank you for this morning that you've given us. God, we thank you for the story of Jonah. We thank you for who he is and what we can see and learn from it. But Father, I just ask that over this next week, as we read and reread this story, Father, this account of your saving grace to people who were evil and wicked, God, I just ask you to show us new things. God, encourage us to step out in faith. Father, to speak things that we hear from you. To not allow our condition to stop us. Father, that we see ourselves as worthy of being used. And Father, I just pray and I just ask you to encourage us, to strengthen us. Father, empower us to be obedient, to do what it is that you need done. Father, for those whom you are in love with around us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.